0: to Rejoicing Heart Ministries. We hope everyone is having a great day. This is Robin Donna Litwin here to encourage you with the Word of God. Today we have a teaching about overcoming lust that causes sin and sickness. Our reading is from the letter of James, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. As any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much.
1: Today's teaching is called Close the Door. The verses in our reading were written by the Apostle James, who was Jesus' brother. In the first verse, James was saying that anyone that is sick should go to their church elders for prayers and healing. James was saying that the church has a responsibility to heal people through the anointing that exists in the body of Christ. James didn't say, see what your doctor says and get medicine for the sickness. James continued on in the next verse, speaking about faith-filled prayers. James said, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. This word save here in the Greek is sozo, which is an all-encompassing word for salvation that includes healing. James continued in the same verse telling you, that if you have committed sins, they are forgiven you. There are two important things to learn from this statement. First, you must know that the Greek word sozo, the all-encompassing salvation Jesus provided us, includes forgiveness of sins. Second, this verse ties sins and sickness together. Then, to amplify the significance of sickness being tied to sins, James commanded that you confess your faults to each other and pray for each other to be healed. James was saying that you should confess your faults to someone else to release them, so you don't keep yourself in bondage to sickness. James concluded this verse by saying that a true, heartfelt prayer by a righteous man works for healing. The Amplified Bible says it this way, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. The only question that someone may have here is, Who is righteous to pray for this power? If you are a born-again believer, you are that righteous someone, because Jesus made you righteous. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 3, verse 22, tells you that you are righteous through Jesus. It says, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Now, let's look at the tie between sin and sickness. Remember, when you sin, you leave an open door to the devil to wreak havoc in your life. This open door can start as a minor, subtle habit that grows into a huge obsession or lust that consumes your life and eventually can kill you. The apostle James explained it this way in James chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin when it is finished brings forth death. James is saying that you will be tempted in this world. Know this, temptation is never from God, and every temptation that comes gives you an opportunity to slam the door on the devil. You have to say no to the lust of the flesh. If you don't say no and you give in to the fleshly desires, it opens a door giving the devil opportunity to attack you with sickness. The devil can cause you to suffer in every aspect of life through sickness. Spiritually, by causing you doubt in your faith when sickness comes. Physically, through the unnecessary suffering sickness causes you. And financially, through the cost of expensive treatments. If you truly understand your salvation, sozo, spoken of earlier, you know that Jesus already healed you and delivered you from all evil that tries to come against you. We are told this in the Gospel according to John, chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus gave you life more abundantly than anything evil that can come against you, but Jesus tied sickness and sin together too. In the Gospel according to John, chapter 5, Jesus healed a man that was paralyzed for 38 years. Later, Jesus had something to say to this man and he sought him out. Jesus found that man which is shown in John chapter five verse fourteen. Afterward, Jesus finds him in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Jesus made it a point to find this guy later the same day, and tell him not to sin, because something worse could possibly come upon him. If Jesus made it a point to tell this man not to sin, and it is recorded in the Word of God, this deserves some serious attention from us to take heed what Jesus said here. The Apostle Paul spoke about fleeing fornication, which is sexual sin. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. From this verse, it could be argued that next to rejecting Jesus as Lord and Savior, which is the worst sin anyone could ever commit, sexual sin is the worst sin you can commit, because it is sin against your own body. Consider two questions to ponder for your own life. Do you have health issues? And are you committing sexual sin in your life that could be causing these problems? Sexual sin can be more than just physical relationships. It can be anything that causes you to have lust for someone or something. You don't have to physically touch someone. This can come through the things you are thinking about, looking at like pornography or by what you truly think in your heart. Jesus spoke of a lustful eye, which is serious sexual sin, which comes as a heart issue, not through physical relations. Jesus spoke of these heart issues in the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. But I say unto you that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Jesus said, if you lust after someone or something, you already committed the sin in your heart. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 verse 45, for of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your words reveal your heart. Do you speak sinful words? Listen to your own words. They will give you insight to where your heart is focused. Consider your life. Where is your heart? If you realize you have issues with lust in your life, not only sexual lust, but any lust that tempts you in your life you can change it right now. First, you have to change your focus by turning to Jesus and asking him to help you overcome these things. Remember this. Jesus healed every person that ever came to him for help. He will help and heal you too. He shows no partiality. Start by meditating on and doing what Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Turn to God today. Surrender your life to him. Ask him for help and allow him to change your heart. Then, after you do that, begin renewing your mind by stopping yourself from conforming to this world. Don't allow yourself to be pulled into the world system of sexual lust that you see all around you through all the social media, like internet, TV, and magazines. Start thinking on the things Paul commanded in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Thinking on these things will help you right now and heal you. Father, thank you for revealing to us anything we lust after. Give us the strength to overcome these things. In Jesus' holy name, amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Rejoicing Heart today. If this teaching has blessed you, please consider becoming a monthly partner to help us increase the ways we are proclaiming the Word of God. This is easy to do. Just visit our website at rejoicingheart.net. We thank you for your support. We leave you with more encouragement from the Apostle Paul from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice.